Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes podcast, where two old school heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And we are back, back, back again after our month-long foray into, what, talking about another show, because it was spooky <laughs> season, and it was kind of fun to do a different thing for a little bit, but now we're back to doing the main thing for the podcast, and uh, I'm excited. I watched both episodes back-to-back last night, and I was like, oh yeah, Heroes, yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was, it was you know, it was nice to go on vacation as it were, but now we're home. So... We've got a nice little chunk of news. Yeah, we do. We're going to kick things off as we normally do with these sorts of things with some Zachary Quinto casting. Yay. Gasp, shock, gasp. He is he, he is the hero of our Heroes News Network segments. The man works quite a bit. Or at least he signs on for a lot of things. So this broke um, October 21st. I'm looking at the deadline for it right now. Um, It is a film that is called Down Low, which is perhaps exactly what you think it is. Um, And it's uh, Zachary Quinto, Lucas Gage, Simon Rex, Judith Light, what? And Audra McDonald, also what? Really great, both of them. And um, it's going to be about this this couple played by um, Zachary and Lucas and it's going to be Zach playing, like, a really repressed character and then, you know, sort of not having that be the case as it goes, um, which I think will be a really interesting thing for him to play, um, you know, what with his real-life experience, sort of, you know, mm-hmm. to get to kind of draw from. But, um, yeah. So um, that's going to be an exciting thing, I think. Um I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of his work, but um, I have not seen a lot of Zachary Quinto's movies, so um, they're kind of hit and miss. I won't lie, but he signs on for a lot of stuff, so that's like the law of averages, right? So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I hear anything cool about this, I'll definitely give it a shot. That's a great cast. So, no, oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was worried it was a while before we got some Zachary Quinto casting news. I was a little worried. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, is he doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> booked and blessed. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's booked and blessed. Um, good for him. Yeah, so that's our Zachary Quinto part of the proceedings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a, a slightly surprising name for the casting game. Um, you want to take it from there? Yeah. It's more than just casting. They're actually in it, and you can watch it right now. Uh, Jack Coleman is on the show Ordinary Joe, and I believe he's recurring. And the premise of Ordinary Joe is the lead guy, like, one choice changes everything, and we get to see him living three different lives at the same time, kind of. So, I haven't seen it. I don't know if there's any other twisty bits to it or whatever, but yeah. And Jack Coleman has a part in one of the uh, timelines. I also haven't seen it yet, but I am a big fan of the guy who is the lead. So I probably would watch it. Yeah. I saw this because he was tweeting about it on Twitter. So <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> like retweeted an interview he had with someone about it. So that's what he's up to right now. Honestly, I mean, is that NBC? I think so. It's so hard in that I can't express to young people how hard it is in the day and this day and age of streaming, how fucking difficult it is to know what shows originally air on. It, yeah, it's on Peacock. So I assume, yeah, it's on NBC. Yep. Okay, yeah, that must be NBC then. 
Um, but is okay. Okay, is it on NBC or is it on Peacock? It says NBC. You can watch it on because it's on Peacock free okay. tier, okay. so that means it's you know NBC. Sure. Okay. Great. Um, oh, I do have Peacock. Maybe I'll give it a go. Um, just uh, get concerned with something like that that it won't be able to have a second season, and I'll get invested. Um, Very true. I, I'm not sure how the ratings are going. I think there's like five episodes out with a new one tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably poke my little head in if I feel so inclined. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of the lead actor in it. He is uh, fan fucking tastic. James Wolk, uh, who you, you might know from uh, the Watchmen series that was on recently, mm-hmm. very memorable. He is on that. Um, but he's been kicking around for a while. He's in a lot of really good stuff. Uh, Sadly, a lot of really good stuff that doesn't usually get more than one season. So, um, I am concerned. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'll definitely want to poke my head in just to see who Jack's playing. So I think... One second. We actually have a Double Heroes connection yeah. in um, the show. Because, yeah, I just know... Because I looked at the... I'm on the wiki and I saw a link was clicked. Christine Adams is also in the show. And she was... Just in this season four of Heroes, as the um, police psychiatrist that was talking to Siler in the station, uh, Madeline Gibson. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. She's also yes. recurring on Ordinary Joe. I'm looking to see if there's other people in the cast now. I'm like, damn. Adam Rodriguez is in it, but he's not a Heroes connection. Um, yeah, I was like, why is that name clicked? And so. <laughs> Looked on it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen her in lots of stuff. She's in lots of things that you and I have watched. So. Oh yeah, she's in like everything. But yeah, she's recurring on mm-hmm. there. Cool. Good for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a bit of a fun bit of news. Um, what's the last thing Coleman has been in before that? Like, where has he been? He around? has been on one of the Chicago shows. Here, let me. The Chicago shows, right? And I think yeah. he's still on those, probably, because he's kind of like he's not recurring, but he's like every once in a while. Uh, he was on Hawaii Five O. Oh, okay. It doesn't even show. Well, yeah, Chicago PD. I think is the most recent other one. He's been on three episodes. Wow, of that. how many people have been on Hawaii Five O? That is actually kind of impressive. Yeah, he's been on two episodes of Hawaii Five O. Just a how do I how to get away Hawaii with murder? He's on just episode. a smorgasbord of lost and heroes people. Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm looking at his page now because I'm like, what, what what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> oh, he was on a scripted series, like a like a podcast kind of thing. Oh, which one was he on? America 2.0. Interesting. It says it says listen to the scripted. What series. a great transition almost to our next topic because hey. it, it is so hard to realize <laughs> yeah. like who's on what scripted series for like podcasts and stuff because so many people are doing it right now. Like so many people <sighs> are doing it right now. Yes, they. Are. I just finished listening to the Misha Collins one, which apparently has which he's doing one. Yeah, he was uh, Bridgewater just finished, I think, or it finished. See, I didn't even I didn't even know that Nathan Fillion's in it too. It's like um. It's done by, it's produced by the guy who did Lore and written by the girl who did um, Bright Sessions, which oh, wow. is like, okay. if, if Heroes fans, go check out Bright Sessions because it's all about <laughs> people with superpowers and their therapist. So, yeah, <laughs> like highly recommend. 
uh, the Bright Sessions. And there's going to be a season two, I believe, of Bridgewater. So it kind of ends on a little cliffhanger of a thing. But there's ten episodes that just finished at the beginning of October. Huh. Mm-hmm. You, see, this is like your world. I don't know anything about scripted podcasts going on, really. The other thing, though, is with these scripted podcasts is sometimes they're kind of a stinker. This one wasn't too bad. Yeah. Like, I have, like, kind of a high standard for my, like, radio plays. This one wasn't wasn't too bad, though. I'd recommend listening to Bridgewater. It was well acted. And that that is definitely a seal of approval. Rachel's picky AF. <laughs> so there's some where it's like, I won't make it past, like, a couple episodes just because it was like, no thanks. It's not keeping my attention. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of scripted podcasts. Yeah. Like, the biggest bit of news that I've been waiting for for over a month, because I'm looking at this article that came out on September 26th. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I see that. I can I can see that. Milo Ventimiglia went on a podcast. <laughs> he went on Mario Lopez's podcast, and he was talking about stuff, right? Uh, one of the things he was talking about was that he's on a podcast. I think it's like... It's a Stephen King short story podcast. Let me find what the podcast really? name is. Yeah. I didn't even see what it was, I guess. Uh, it's because I went and listened to the um, podcast or he, the Mario Lopez interview so I could get context for huh. the article that I'm looking at because I wanted to hear what he said about it. But one of the things he talks about was, you know, he was talking about the end of this, of um, This Is Us, and then he was talking about the podcast, which I did subscribe to, but I'm waiting for all of the episodes to finish coming out. He, Strawberry Spring. Oh, that's a that's a good cast too. Shit. Yes, he's not the lead on it. I think Look at he's the other people in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, so, yeah, I'm waiting for all the episodes to drop on that. I think there's gonna... no. It's they're all out. It's eight episodes. It's all out right now. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, Excellent. So yeah, he's on a new podcast, new audio drama. I didn't know it was going to be a fucking Stephen King short story. Now and it's like now you've got my attention. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And perfect for spooky season, guys. Yeah, they put it out right in time for it, so. Lovely. Lovely, I love that. But that's not really what we want to talk about with with Milo and his interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keisha, uh, what the fuck was he talking about in his interview that was very on topic for this podcast that we do? (laughs) I remember when I saw this hit my, like, Google feed or whatever, and I showed it to her. I was like, look, look what he said. They asked him about it. Um, so they asked Milo about Heroes Reborn, and they wanted to know his thoughts on the matter. And, um, to quote the whole thing, he's like, well, they brought it back four years ago. They brought it back and it was called Heroes Reboot, Revival, Resomething. I can't remember the name of it. Love that energy. But it kind of, (laughs) I'll be honest, it came in, it came in my direction. I was asked to be part of it. But it didn't feel right. You know what it felt like? Honestly, it felt like the powers that be could believe that the creative was bigger than the characters. And what I find is TV audiences connect with characters, right? Because they see themselves being that character. And what it felt like was they were wanting to use Peter Petrelli in the beginning to pull everybody in. You'd be like, hey, look, we got the crew back. And then Peter Petrelli is going to go away for a long time and then pop back up at the end. And I was like, yeah, but what happened to Peter? You want to tell a story about Peter or Claire or Hero or, you know, Mahindra Suresh or Nathan Petrelli or, you know, anybody else? Like, that's great. But Matt Parkman? I don't know. I mean, there are so many characters, so many different things, but it just didn't feel right to me. It felt personally like a bait and switch, and I wouldn't want to deceive the audience or the fan base of Heroes just by being a part of it in, like, the tiniest little ways. 
I'll I'll also link to this podcast so you can hear his words on it because why why so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> I I do want to clarify though that um if you listen to him talk when he's not like saying no one wants to hear Matt Parkman's story he thought of another character name yeah, no. in for context there ah uh, ah uh, I got you yeah, yeah he wasn't like but Matt Parkman I don't know because, yeah 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 no he's just saying like. The way they use these characters was, I agree with him, a bait and switch. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I find but, uh, spicy yeah. is that he was asked mm. to come back. Me too. Because we, me fucking too, because that's not the narrative we've been fed. We knew Quinto was. He's confirmed that like for a long time. Hayden mm-hmm. says she never was, which I actually believe he, they, she was never asked 100%. Me too, which is such bullshit. Like, yeah. And then a lot of the other characters do show up in the reboot. Because you yeah. get you get Mohinder, you get Hero, yes. you get Matt Parkman. Yep. yep. Yeah. And you get, of course, you get Noah, Noah you get Angela. <laughs> you get, yeah. And yes, Angela. Yep. But like those bigger three, we never knew like for sure, especially for him, yep. we never knew if he was asked at all to be a part of it or if they just asked Zach and then he gave didn't up. used to really he didn't used to really talk about heroes much for a few years. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a hard thing for him, this show. He, he's talked about that since, that the way everything went down uh, when Heroes ended was um, kind of rough for him. So, Because the way that Mario Lopez brings up Heroes is because, like, oh my god, there's so many reboots happening right now. Do you think they're going to do that for Heroes? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, they've already done it, though. <laughs> they already did it. And then he, yeah. and he was like, what? What do you mean they already did it? And he explains the concept, yeah. <laughs> and Milo went exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to hear his full context, I will. The, the interview will be in the show notes. Yeah, I thought that was very spicy. Like you said, um, he got asked. <laughs> so the only person who got completely fucked was Hayden. Yeah, and it makes sense with how the others in the show kind of showed up from the past one that they would want to do the same thing with Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like his reasoning was valid. Yeah, me too. I feel like Peter is such a big fucking core of the show that he should have a story being told, not just like be part of something else. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with what they do with him and Siler in the book that takes place during Reborn, like they have a storyline. They're not just sitting there. Yeah, they're doing shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'd love to pick the brain of people that were like coming up with the concept for the series and realize, like, listen to what early drafts were going to be and then when pe- certain people said no, if that changed things and what things were always the same and always going to happen. Ugh, me too. Yeah, me too. It would be... I would love to get some sort of interview with a lot of people who wrote on, let's say, the last season of Heroes and then also, like, who did on Reborn. I would love to hear that. Like, it could happen. It might end up somewhere someday. I mean, you see this just gets dropped, like, randomly in a podcast. (laughs) I know. I just, I need the tell-all book of this show from somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. I really need it. Yeah. But yeah, um, thought that was interesting to hear him talk so in-depth about it. Um, Because, yeah, for, like, a long time, he and, like, Quinto, especially, they they didn't talk about heroes very much in interviews and stuff, so. Yeah. Pretty interesting to see that starting to change. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some more with other people that get, like, pulled in for 
podcast interviews. That'd be cool. All right, let's let's get this ball rolling. Um, let's do it. Hot diggity dog, shadow boxing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anybody remember where we were a month ago? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Whew, I barely do. Um, <laughs> we had a Parkman previously, and we start the episode off kind of back in the like haunted scavenger hunt where we left Claire and Gretchen and all them. And we found out, Ooh, Becky was trying to kill us. Whatever. And the girls are freaking out about what they just saw with Claire. Like you just, you're you, you like you healed and stuff. And Claire's like, really? Like, I just saw you two both get attacked by dogs. Oh my gosh. It must be something <laughs> in those water bottles they gave us. They were drugged. And, and Gretchen's like, yeah, I just saw you all making out. <laughs> And the girls kind of buy it. They're like, okay, yeah, maybe, like, God, I swear I saw that. But yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe we're, we're drugged or whatever. And so the the other two girls leave and Claire's like, woo, problem solved. And Gretchen's like, problem not solved. Uh, I almost got killed. <laughs> so she's yeah. very upset about uh, almost dying at the hands of Becky. And I don't blame her at all. So no. Yeah, I love, like, the the stark difference between Claire and Gretchen in this moment, where Claire's used to being killed, and she's like, yeah, you know, that's a thing that happens sometimes, and Gretchen's like, no, it's not. It's really not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's not used to this world. Nope. And being around Claire means you're in this world, like it or not. Oh, yeah. And that is kind of our, our plot, honestly, for the two episodes that we, we watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So, heading over to New York, we see on a TV that there is a train collision that has occurred, and Peter is in an ambulance with a guy who was involved, and he's like, can you wiggle your toes? And the guy's like, I'm trying, and the toes, they aren't wiggling, which is not good. But, if you remember, Peter currently has Jeremy's ability, so he can heal people. And he just puts his hands on the guy, and he gives him a little subtle heal, I guess. And he's like, try it again for me, and the guy can wiggle his toes. But you can tell that when Peter is healing someone, it takes a lot out of him. Yeah. Because when they get to the hospital, Peter is looking exhausted. And um, Hassam is like, wow, that's like the fourth patient that wasn't as bad as we thought. And then Peter's like, yeah, we must have got luck on our side. <laughs> and the camera pulls back, and we also see in this hospital chaos, Ebba, who's kind of off on the sidelines, like, watching this, like, train wreck <laughs> After a train wreck occur, where there's, like, people being wheeled in, and there's, like, gurneys everywhere, and, like, just chaos. It's like an episode of ER during Sweeps Week. Yep. Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> Heroes do love crashing a train, don't they? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's a hero's theme. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, Peter's looking rough. That healing ability. It's not just the, ooh, I can just, you know... Give him a little blood and everyone's great, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one seems to have more of a price attached to it, definitely. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean he'll stop using it, though, because he's fucking Peter Petrelli. (laughs) Exactly. Stubborn little shit. All right, well, if you recall, Siler is now in the driver's seat of a Matt Parkman body, um, recently owned, and... (laughs) (laughs) Lightly used. Light, lightly used, uh, pre, uh, what, what do they call it? Um, it's the thing my own car has. It's, um, it's like something certified. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> he's driving Matt. So, um, he's being Matt Parkman, if you will. And 
they are at LAX because he's going to go take a flight and go on his get my body back journey. And now Matt's the one that's like, give me my body back. And Siler's like, sucks to suck, doesn't it? And he's like, where are we going? And he's like, New York. Because the last thing I think I can remember is Peter stabbing you with a syringe. And I was like, aw. <laughs> the last <laughs> thing on his mind is Peter. How nice. And um, he's like, so I'm pretty sure the Italian Eagle Scout has something to do with this. And I was like, goodness. <laughs> goodness. Basically, he's like, well, you can just save us the trouble, though, Matt. Like, you can just fucking tell me what happened and we'll go from there. And Matt's like, hmm, because, you know, he's, he's, he's very like, I'm not going to help you. And he's like, all right. And so he's strolling to the airport. He's like, you know, I never really got to fly much. And I think he's talking about during his murder spree. <laughs> Could be. Like, yeah. Just in general, probably. But also, like, he fully never flew when he was doing that because, you know, he was always like buses and killing people who hitchhiked with him and you know all that fun shit Mm -hmm. so he's like yeah i never really flew very often especially not first class thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) you're such an asshole and you know matt's like yeah great using my life savings for your little like trip and he's like yeah yeah and so they're heading into security and he's going through the scanner he puts his bag on the on the belts and it's like whatever and he doesn't realize, but then we find out that there is something in the bag. There's a gun in the bag. And everything just is like, whoa, it just turns right away on him. And Matt's like, guess what, fucko? When you thought you were packing socks, you were packing my service revolver. I can screw with you, too. You know, this isn't over kind of thing. It's going to be harder for you to do this than you thought. I got one over on you. Ha ha ha. He he. <laughs> certainly won't get back at me. So, you know, security flips out on him and they're like, you know, show us your hands, etc. And they drag his ass away to airport jail. <laughs> and Matt's feeling pretty good about himself because Siler tries to use Parkman's power and Matt won't let him. So, ha <laughs> ha. Sucks to suck, baby. Sucks to suck. (laughs) Siler has been slighted. I'm sure nothing bad will happen because of that. Oh, surely nothing, you know. He takes these things pretty well. Extremely well. He'd never get back at someone over that. Never. It's really great to watch him, like, try to talk to the cop. Like, there's no gun. And the cop's like, yeah, there is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) going away. Yeah. So now he's in TSA hell. So yeah, Woosh no first class flight for you. <laughs> <laughs> class war, maybe I don't know. Um, so <laughs> Woosh heroes indeed. <laughs> I love it. I love the the back and forth between Grunny and Quinto and all of its variations as it goes. Yeah, so, they have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So then we go over to a trailer, the one where Siler's body is still looking like Siler at the moment but he's having all kinds of bad dreams and we see flashes of like the Nathan memories the Siler memories and then like oh no shit he's Adrian Pazdar again so he wakes up and he's like Nathan essentially sort of and he's very out of it and um, also <laughs> I don't know I just I just I just get this way late at night maybe I don't know I'm really thirsty in this uh, in these notes I, I'm sure you're surprised but if you can recall, 
Um, they didn't cover Pazdar's actual tattoo when he was in the trailer, so you can see it for a second because of the white t-shirt he's in. Mm. And it's just like, it's just like, Haramia, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, so... (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, he gets up out of the trailer, he gets some clothes on, and he steps out, and he's wandering around like, what the fuck, where even am I? And he flies away when he hears voices, but um, we see Samuel and Lydia step out of a different trailer. And they're like, well, the Claire Bennett recruitment thing, it's kind of a mess, uh, maybe even a lost cause. And Samuel's like, dude, Lydia, I'm the patron saint of lost causes. I got this, boo. He's got it. He swears. He's got it. He yeah. swears. It's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So they just miss Nathan going whoosh and flying away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan body. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it, it becomes clear later on, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What has happened here? Yes. Um. Yeah, let's go back to Claire, I guess, and the dorm. Okay. Because Gretchen has tried to look Becky up online for something damning about her to help, like, you know, to help them do whatever they have to do against her, but nothing is online. And Claire's like, well, we gotta go check her room for answers then. And Gretchen is, like, ultra paranoid right now because she's like, we don't know where she is. She's invisible. She could be in here right now with us. And Claire's like, no, it's fine. Look. And she grabs baby powder and, like, (laughs) fooshes it around. Like, you know, she can't... This will show us if she's here. Like, it's a ridiculous, you know, image, but she's not wrong. Yeah, like, she can't, like... We can make her uninvisible. And... (laughs) Gretchen is just like, you could tell she is beside herself. Claire's like, I want you to stay here while I go over to the sorority. Lock the door. Don't let anyone in the room until I get back. <laughs> and Gretchen's like, okay. And Claire goes to leave and Gretchen's like sitting on the bed and does a little extra puff with like the baby powder. Just like <laughs> distraught, utterly distraught. She almost died. Claire's acting like yes. this is no biggie and she is not having a good time right now. It's so cute to watch Claire try to take care of business with a normie, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's just, she's really trying to be there for her, but also she's just, like, not emotionally wrecked. She can't be. Yeah. So, she did all that when she was younger. Mm-hmm. So. She's already been on that bus ride. Pretty much. Poor Gretchen. And, like, you know, besides, like, I guess Jackie in Homecoming, like, the only people she's really had around her, like, a lot, a lot, are specials like her. So, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You know, like, West or Alex, that's way different than what Gretchen's going through. Yeah. What was the... And whatever... I can't remember his name from season one now. Her friend that was a guy um, from the very beginning. What the hell was his name? Oh, um... Well, that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I'm very tired. Zach. It's Zach. Zach, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he was, like, the first Nori, but he also was, like, you know, in on the ground floor. But yeah. But he, like, disappears because the actor leaves the show. Yeah. So he's not around for all the Siler bullshit and everything. That is like, true. That is true. He's not around that's for what all I mean. that life and death stuff. Yep. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. He gets to see, like, her ribs poke out of her body and her head snap, but he's not around for the, like, <laughs> villains and all that shit. So, yeah. This is fair. All right. Yeah. So back to New York. Uh, Emma is still watching this, like, chaos, like, silently happening. 
And I do, I still love it that, like, when they, they switch to Emma scenes, it kind of all goes quiet. You can hear, like, solo music and stuff, but, like, you can't hear the chaos happening. It does the whooshy thing, like it does in uh, Only Murders in the Building. Yes. As it should. Mm-hmm. So. Go watch that show if you haven't, by the way. Go watch that show. It's really great. <laughs> Which apparently everyone has. I guess it was, like, their best comedy in, like, ever. <laughs> ever? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Uh, there's a nurse that goes by who, like, drops a tray full of stuff, and Emma stops and, like, helps her pick stuff up, and this doctor just wheels a patient over there and is like, do you know how to keep pressure on a wound? And <laughs> everyone just assumes she can hear. And Oh, God, yeah. She catches on to what he's trying to do, and she puts pressure on it, and she's like, when the, do- when the other doctor comes around, tell her she's ready for a whatever. And Emma... It's like a certain kind of suture. hmm And as Emma's standing there, she notices that she didn't help the the nurse pick everything up because there's a suture kit on the ground. So she picks it up and she starts suturing up the woman herself. And Peter comes through like he just brought another person in and he sees her doing it. And he doesn't get to comment on it yet because another guy is crashing. So Peter heads over to give him a quick little healy heel oh, God, while they're in a Peter. gurney traffic jam of hell. Italian Eagle Scout. And he's like, oh, after, like, oh my god, like, you can just tell this is, like, really wearing on him. Yeah, Jesus, they look like they got Milo in vampire makeup. He's fucking pale yeah. and drawn. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, he's not looking really great right now. He's looking, uh, what, what do they call that? Um, they have a word for it. I mean, he looks very peaky, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's not doing well. No. Yeah, I love whenever they swap over to Emma's POV and, and everything gets, like, quiet and whooshy. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a cool little thing. I just love Emma. And I know you know this, but, like, she's just the best. Of course. She's a delight. She's such a she's such a cool character. And, yeah. It, it's it's one of the new characters that's like, God, it's such a shame we didn't get more of them in a season five. <sighs> right. But then also it's like, I don't know. I'm of many minds about that. But anyway. So we go back over to the sorority house, mm-hmm. and Claire, you know, it goes there, and they're getting ready for a fucking Halloween party, so we're actually pretty timely with, with yeah. uh, <laughs> when we're recording this, if nothing else. Yesterday was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes and finds the two girls that were there from before. I don't remember their names. I don't think I'm supposed to. So she asks the girls about the, you know, scavenger hunt and, and where Becky is and everything, and they're like, what? <laughs> it's like... Oh, you know, and Claire's just immediately like, got it. All right, cool. And uh, we see the Haitian, and there he is. And we see Noah as well. And he's like, well, you know, when my daughter calls, I drop everything. And it's like, aw. Yeah. Gonna have Noah on the on, on the scene helping out with this Becky business. I like because, like, she doesn't say to Gretchen, like, in the earlier scenes that she called her dad. And nope. when we first found out they've been Haitian, it's kind of like, uh-oh, did he step across a line? But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. she called him in. Yeah, she called in backup, as it were. Mm-hmm. And he brought a friend. <laughs> he brought his friend. So, <laughs> shall we go back over to the fun odd couple of Siler and Matt? Of course. Having a really great trip. Yeah. So, it ain't no first class flight, it's a rental car. <laughs> With a flat tire for Siler. <laughs> because it turns out, Matt's really good at making him see shit that's not there, or making him not see things that are. So while he's driving said rental car, do you think it was from Hotspur? I want to think so. It's the rental car choice of heroes. <laughs> Probably, um, yeah. 
<laughs> um, he's like, how the hell did I not see that giant piece of metal in the road? And Matt's like, I don't know. <laughs> and so Matt's just having a fucking grand old time. Because you got to think over the past couple weeks, he has just been going through hell with Siler in his fucking ear, trying to ruin his shit. And now he gets to turn the tables and it must be very cathartic for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, wow, no fly list, huh? In the fucking like airport jail for like 12 hours or something ridiculous. <laughs> As he tried to like talk his way out of it. And, um... Yeah, so it looks like Siler's really kind of fucked, and um, he's not a fan of that, but he'll, he'll you know, deal. And that's what uh, Parkman's loving about this. He's like, you know what? I get, I get the appeal now. I can get used to this being the bad guy thing. I'm the saboteur. And it's like, if you're a Drag Race fan, I was like, oh my god, Matt Parkman is Siler's inner saboteur. Like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a Drag Race thing, trust me. Um, so... He's trying to change the tire and he's getting mad at Parkman's body. He's like, do you have any upper body strength at all? <laughs> like, just trying to lash out where he can. But, you know, he clearly doesn't have much to go with. And uh, Parkman's like, actually, I'm, I'm pretty fucking strong, though. And so they are stopped on the side of the road. And this, um, this, this good Samaritan sees them and he pulls over. And he comes by and he takes a look and he's like... Well, you know, I mean, I can help you out with this. And Siler's like, that'd be really swell, dude. Thanks. And he's going to, like, do something. And Matt, like, trips him with, like, his... He gives him, like, a little mental push. And, oh, man, Matt is just going as far as he's ever gone. And Siler is just not having it. Because Siler's like, fine, you want to play? Let's fucking play. So (laughs) he gets the tire iron, right? And Matt's like, oh, what, are you going to hit me? Because that's what Matt would do, right? He would swing at Siler and Siler's air, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And Siler's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll show you what I'm going to do. And he goes over to poor Hank, which Siler has a history of killing Hanks. So that guy should have known better. Um, he takes the tire iron and just fucking wails on this guy, like, really brutally. You don't see it because it's behind the car. Um but he just fucking destroys him, and he unloads, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You are deceptively strong, and he tosses the tire iron away, like, yeah, guess what, buddy? You, you don't control me, you know, like, I can still do shit like this. I can lash out other people, because Matt's like, oh, you just killed him. He's like, no, 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 you did. People are saying you do this stuff. You remember that. Uh. <laughs> What? <laughs> Just chest bumping. And with that, we're back up to 55 and a bunny, folks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. It was him. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not that body, but yeah. Yep. 55 and a bunny. <laughs> he, he slid back in and replaced uh, Charlie, so. He had to. He, I mean, you know. It's like when you're an athlete and you have a record, you know, you can't let, you can't let that slip. Yeah. Because as we'll see later, he fully references the fact that Charlie is not one of his kills. Mm-hmm. So he does. It's yeah. a thing. And he's, he, he kind of like wants to like add some more to his list. He wants to make it like 56 and a bunny right now, you know, <laughs> or he's willing to. He, wa- he wants to make it like a solid, solid 60. Yeah. He's all the people he wants to go after. Yeah. yeah. He'll have time, probably. Perhaps. I don't know. We'll find out. I think that he just made Matt Parkman take a seat. So, I, mm-hmm. you 
so back to the sorority house with Claire and Noah and the Haitian. Uh, Claire is heading up the stairs with Noah and she is running down the rules like, remember what I asked you, you know, make all the bad stuff go away like Becky. And then Claire gets to keep the good stuff like Gretchen. And he's like, I will do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes stuff happens, but I will do the best that I can do. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go check the room and the Haitian's going to go back with you. And Claire's like, what you, why are you sending him back with me? I said, no Gretchen (laughs) memory. I said, no. And he looks at her like, he's going with you. So Becky can't go invisible with him around. Claire's like, (gasps) Oh, <laughs> that's a good He's got plan. two powers, dude. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good plan. I love her little face. Like, oh. <laughs> she's like, no, I didn't want it. And he's like, no, it's not. It's not for that, Claire. It's for the other reason. <laughs> and after that is settled, uh, she's like, all right. And she starts to walk away and she's like, okay, come on, Renee. That's it, folks. We just got the Haitian's name. Oh, my God. The most super cash name drop in the history of ever for a character who has not had a name. Like, he does not have a name for... When does he first show up? Like, he's in season season one one really early, but, like, really early. And he's literally just been the Haitian the whole time. It's not a great look for the show, but at least they gave him a name. (laughs) He's been there since episode two i think because he was with it's the like park two or stuff. Three. yeah 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 yeah. so you know at least he finally has a name i guess it's renee but, yeah meet renee everybody yeah i'd forgotten who did it <laughs> yeah jeez i love how claire just knows and she's just like come on dude <laughs> like yeah mm-hmm. uh it's, it's it's pretty great casual name drop love it yeah all right, come on, Renee. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go protect my poor, scared friend. Oh, Jesus, right? Poor Gretchen. Poor Gretchen. Also, poor guy that just died because we're going back to Siler and uh, Matt. Well, you know, no good deed. <laughs> so Siler is just fully robbing the tow truck guy. He gets a knife off of him, some cash. And Siler's like, in his death, he is proving my point about the line. And... He's like, there's a line that you will not cross, Parkman. That is the difference between us. I will kill whoever the hell I want. The world is my hostage. So no more sabotage, buddy. (laughs) You're going to sit there and you're going to be a good little boy until I get my body back. (laughs) Oh, geez. And he's like, you got it? And Matt finally is like, yeah, I got it. Understood. And my other comment is, geez, you forget how tall Greg Grumberg is, because he is, looks fucking extra tall in this Honestly. scene. Honestly, yes. I was like, geez, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the way they have them shot, you usually can't tell because one of them's sitting, or they're like, they're far apart, or like, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have Quinto looming, because he's the bad guy, right? Yeah. Like... But, I mean, Grunny's fucking tall. He might be, like, how tall is Greg Rudberg? Let's let's see what Google says. Okay. Because Google says Quinto's, like, 6'1", 6'2", on a good day. It says 6'1", there's no way. Yeah, I think that they're, like, the same height, dude. Yeah, I guess it's maybe just the way that it, like, was shy. It looked like he was, like, a full, like, five inches taller than... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he scene. had to. And yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. How funny. I love when I type that in. People also search for Adrian Pazdar, Jack Coleman, and Masioka for heights. 
Yeah. Well, Jack is tall. Yeah, 6'2", according to Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and Quinto are very, very close. Yeah. And Paz is short. 5'10". <laughs> Average height. <laughs> <laughs> For a man. Um, and Milo's even shorter. Oh. <laughs> Sadly, he wasn't in the four that showed up, so. Oh, sad day. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what was that? I can't hear you. I was just like, oh, this fucking show, man. it's just just really pushing me here let me give you some water sweetie you're thirsty i have some right here and it's not gonna help (laughs) so we go back over to the hospital peter's looking even worse if you can imagine yeah right he's progressively looking worse um emma goes over to him while he's like taking a sit for a minute and He's, you know, explaining to her, and he's like, too many people need help in this power. Like, it's it's sapping me, dude. Like, it's draining it all out of me. And she's like, here's a thought. Here's here's an idea. Um, Just don't. <laughs> just don't do that. And obviously Peter's like, well, that sounds stupid. No, he doesn't say that. But he's like, I'm never doing that. I'm Peter Petrelli. Like, I'm going to do this till I fucking die. And he's like, well, here's the thing. Never mind about me. They could use your help, dude. And he's like, "Where I saw that with the before with the suture. Like, where'd you learn to do that? And Emma's like, clown college. <laughs> and he's just like, come on. And she's like, a medical school. And she's like, and I dropped out. And so we're learning a little bit more about her mysterious backstory, which we've sort of, like, guessed parts of. Mm-hmm. But we're really going to get it this episode. We're going to fully understand it. So Yep, we find out the reason coming up shortly. Yeah, we find out who Christopher is that her mom referenced. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's just a little short scene with them. And then we go back and, uh, Claire gets back to her room and Gretchen's straight up packing. She's like, I'm going home maybe forever. Like she can't handle this. And Claire's like, it's okay. We got this, you know, I'm handling it. It's good. And she's like, what with baby powder? Like <laughs> That's not reassuring. And she's like, no, no, I called my dad. Cause like, you're too important to me. I don't want to lose you. And Gretchen's like, yeah, well, you know, I already booked my flight and, and Claire's like, here, here's Renee. He can help us. And Gretchen's like, dude, I'm hella vulnerable. Like, you can heal. This is not, like, on your plane of existence for you. Like, it's it's whatever for you. This is literally life or death for me. And that's what she said. She's like, you know, it's everyday life for Claire. It's not for other people. And it's so sad because Claire's, like, just trying to find a friend. She's, like, so isolated no matter what because of this. Yeah. No matter the circumstances, it keeps coming back to this. And, um... So Claire's just like, okay, and she tells Renee, like, hey, like, stay with her till she gets on the plane at least, you know? Like, let's let's make sure she's safe. And then Claire's all sad, and somebody knocks on the door, and, and then it's like, oh, who's this? And she turns around, and it's Samuel showing up. Mmm. Look at him trying to trying to deal with the Becky mess, I suppose. And then they go to an ad break, and then they come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He introduces himself as Becky's uncle, and he's like, you know, I know who you are, Claire, and I I know it's it's hard to trust being one of us. Like it's it's difficult. It's hard to trust normal people. They're never gonna get it. You know his whole spiel. And she's like, well, why should I trust you? And he's like, well, maybe you shouldn't, but you should hear me out. You know, I, I might have some answers for you. Let me let me do my little song and dance here. It's what I do. So she's finally she's finally met Samuel. He's just all over the place meeting everybody. He, he's got, like, work to do, I suppose, you know? Gotta hustle. He does. He do. I can't overemphasize how upset Claire is after Gretchen 
leaves. She's so fucking sad. She is so fucking upset. Yeah. yeah she doesn't get to dwell on it, though, because of Samuel, but no. yes. The plot has to happen, so, you know. But definitely, she, she was really feeling feeling some kind of way. And, like, fairly so, because it just keeps fucking happening, mm-hmm. no matter what. And then we go over to Becky's room, and Noah's there, and he's fishing around. And she's in there all invisible and comes up to him. And he's like, you know, I had a partner. Like, I mean, you can you can just fucking stop with that. Like, I, I have a way to make you visible. And it's called this little taser of mine. Like, 10,000 volts of electricity. That'll make you materialize. Because he knows, you know, she's there. And he also finds um, the compass while he's there. So he's like, damn, this thing keeps showing up. So she appears. That's It's like a big old, you know... A big old face-off between Becky and Noah. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if perhaps there is a past between these two that we do not know of yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Considering Noah's journey this season. I also liked when he, she reappeared, he was not aiming in the right place. <laughs> yeah, right? He had to adjust when she showed back up again. <laughs> you can you can fake it till you make it, but you're not going to make it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> She could have had his ass. Yeah. She easily could have. There's, yeah, something there, and we'll find out about that soon. <laughs> we will. Let's get some breakfast for now. Yeah, you know what? In the mood for some Tahitian pancakes <laughs> at the Burnt Toast Diner. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we got to reuse that Burnt Toast Diner set, baby. This still will not be the last time we see it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no. We are back no. there, and Siler is at the table. And Lynette is taking his order, and he's like, I remember the Tahitian pancakes here were delightful. And Lynette is all flirty <laughs> with Matt Parkman's body, and <laughs> after she takes... And he's doing... And he's being all flirty yes. with her, too. Like, he's he knows what he's doing. Being all charming <laughs> and flirty. <laughs> and once she leaves, so I was like, huh, you know, I once tried to kill a waitress here. And he's got a knife, the knife that he took from the guy that he's playing with now. And he's like, listen, let's just, you know, let's just cut to the chase. I want to know <laughs> how I ended up in your head and where my body is. And Matt's like, no. <laughs> and we see Lynette head to the back and Sawyer's all like, you know, no one would ever hear her scream back there. Because he knows. Again, with Charlie. <laughs> yeah. And he gets up to head back because Matt's still like, I'm not telling you shit, buddy. And... He runs into Lynette as she's coming out, and Lynette's got, like, a box of straws. And Matt, like, stops him again, like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he, like, whinges about it, and Sally's just like, you know, come on, tick-tock, tick-tock. And <laughs> Matt eventually agrees to help him. And Siler like, plays off the whole thing like he was just going to grab a straw <laughs> from her. <laughs> yeah, so Matt has agreed to tell him. So we'll see how that goes. I love Lynette. I don't want her to be number 56. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah apparently not today, though. Yep. Matt has saved her life. I love how just straight cash she is about murder at this point. Like, he does not give a good goddamn. I mean, yeah, the Hank thing was like a little tantrum, but now he's just like, all right, <laughs> takes knife, flicks it open. It's like, like, fuck it, I'll do guess it. Guess I gotta go kill. Yeah. Yep. I'll fucking do it. Yep. She's not cooking my pancakes. I'll still get my pancakes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really big where he was like, I tried to kill a waitress here once. Hero actually, like, it sticks. Like, that's a thing. She's not on the list anymore of his kills. No. She's completely removed from that. So. Yeah. 
It's crazy. We're going to have a lot of fun with time travel in the next episode. Yes. Yep, that will come up again. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, back to Samuel and Claire. Apparently they had a conversation that we missed, or at least a small bit of it. Because she says, so you can move the Earth. And he fills us in on Becky's backstory a little bit. He's like, listen, Becky came to us when she was very young. Uh, she lost her family. And he's also like, you know, because family, you know, it's, it's it can be found family. Family's about who you want to be with, like, and <laughs> people like us. And, you know, she deserves to have, like, a family. And Claire's all, well, did my roommate deserve to die? Is that okay that she pushed her out the window? And he's like, listen, she's got, Becky has some issues, okay? <laughs> but you have to understand that her father was murdered when she was five years old. Oh, my. And... Claire's like, and so what does that have to do with me or my roommate that got pushed the window? And he's like, you're right. She's not after you, Claire. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. What'd you do, Noah? And we flip over to Becky and Noah, and she's like, it's all about you, sweetie. <laughs> and he's like, "I should I remember you? I don't remember you. And she's like, of course you wouldn't remember me. You never saw me. We go into a black and white flashback. Her father... Um, hid her under the bed as they were busting in and Noah comes in and the guy uses some kind of wind power on him and Noah just bam, 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 shoots him, which Jesus for fuck. fuck's sake, Noah, I mean, there's, we'll come back to it after we finish with the scene. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and she was hiding under the bed and she wished so hard that he wouldn't find her that he didn't. And she manifested. So this whole time she's been haunting herself. Like, how could she make a wish and save herself, but not her father. And when she found out he had a daughter, she decided to take away all her dreams, just like he did for her. And Noah pulls his gun instead of the taser now. But right as two of the other sororities come in, they're like, Becky, we got your costume. And Becky goes invisible. And they're all like, the fuck are you doing here, old man? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was just looking for someone. I guess she's not here anymore. We go back to Samuel and Claire. Samuel apologizes about both roommates. He's like, I'm sorry about the one that died, and I'm sorry about the one that you sent away. But that was, like, a good cause for sending her away. And Claire's like, I didn't send her away. She left. And he's like, ah, yes, because fear is easier than understanding, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, then how do you deal with it? And he's like, I don't, because I surround myself with people who are like us who understand. It's easier for people like you to understand you. And it's why I came to you to talk about Becky and not Noah. Because who knows what he would do. And Noah comes into the dorm room all, oh, tell me, what would Bennett do? And draws his gun. Uh. And Claire's like, he says he's Becky's uncle. And Samuel realizes this whole time, Claire was not just like listening to him. She was stalling for time. She was letting the man monologue. She was like, tell me more, <laughs> sweetie. Just keep staying here until Papa comes back. So... Oh. Yeah, she was stalling. And she's like, do you think I trust you over my dad? <laughs> <laughs> and Bennett's like, you know, I just ran to your niece. She's not all there, is she? And he's like, yeah, but you had a hand in that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So Noah diverts, asks about the compass, which he tosses back to Samuel. Every time I see a compass, there's a body, like Danko. And Samuel's like, Danko killed my brother. So, oop, there's that. There's that little reveal. <laughs> and he's like, in the wrong hands, it could be devastating for my family because of people like you, Bennett. But you don't know. He's like, I still want answers, Rar. So. 
Just on, like, a grand, like, broad scale, who do you think special sphere more, the man, the glasses, or Siler? Gosh, who's got the bigger rep? That's what I'm saying. I think that they're both kind of, like, the boogeymen to people like this. I feel like... I almost want to say Siler, because it's like, if he if you have what he wants, he's not gonna give a shit. Sure, Whereas, but... man with the glasses, you're like, maybe I got a chance. Sure, he's kind of like, he takes us down, but maybe I got a chance. He's just a human, you know? But what if, like, his legend is inflated by, like, the times that he's done something like what he did with Becky and, like, her family? Like... I feel like both their legends are I have are to inflated. wonder. I think so. That's what I'm saying. I think that they both surprisingly are, are, are boogeymen for um, this community. Yeah. Question for the Discord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that feel, Noah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People know you and they're scared of you. <laughs> Who's the bigger boogeyman, HRG or Siler? Yeah, for the specials community. Obviously, Siler will definitely kill you, but you have to think that... You're clearly possibly not going to make it out with Noah either. Or, I mean, you'll just get, like, you know, locked up forever. I mean, like, there's, you know, death sucks, obviously, but there are bad fates that could happen with both if it's, you know, being really, like, if people are being really hyperbolic when they talk about Mm -hmm. them. I don't know, it's just the thought I had when Samuel was like, ah. But this is also... Everyone seems to know him. It's also flashback Bennett, though. He doesn't have his glasses. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Noah Bennett or Siler? What would Bennett do? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the ad? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. What would Bennett oh, do? Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> Lord. Put that on a bracelet and sell it. All right. Small rewind before we move on, though. He just straight up okay. shoots that fucker who just barely does wind on him. Like three times. <laughs> like three times. It's not a good look. Oh, Noah, would you have shot him three times if he was a white guy? Oh, I'm so glad you said it. (laughs) That was the first thing I thought when it happened. I was (sighs) like, oh my fucking God. It's not good. (laughs) Just like reeling over here like, uh. Mm -hmm. oh, Jesus. All right. I don't know, man. It's it's just not a good look. I will say that. The optics are not it good. It is not a great look, no. Neither is waiting however many episodes to finally name a character of color. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> just while we're on the yep. topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are our takes. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yep. Just a thing to notice. Yep. So, um, well, we go back to the hospital... And Emma stumbles upon this little girl who's, like, passed out. Like, oh, no, something's happened. And she's yelling for help. And Peter overhears. And he comes in. And she says that the girl has a pneumothorax. And she needs to, like, work on her, like, right now. And her and Peter, together, they help the girl and get her breathing again. And it's so cute because they just do it in a very, like, natural, normal way. They don't use powers. It's just, you know, skill and teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty encouraging. Emma's having an encouraging day regarding her practicing of, of um, you know, in the medical field. Yes. So. She really is. That's a big thing for her. And, uh, yeah. It's just a quick little scene with them. Um, we go back over to Bennett. 
and he's cuffing Samuel. And Samuel's just going like he's going full silent he about is. it. He's just like, you really ought to watch how you treat us in front of your daughter, you know. And Bennett is taking the bait because he can't help himself, and he's like, "What should you say to my daughter?" And uh, really, really, really up in the us versus them thing with Claire, which is smart because it does tend to get under her skin whether or not she wants it to. Um, and then Becky suddenly shows up and she tries to get involved. And Noah shocks the fuck out of her. No. <laughs> As promised. No. What? No? No. She gets, she knocks down Claire while she's invisible. She knocks down HRG. Samuel shocks Rebecca to stop the oh. fight. Oh. Damn. Well, then let me rewind. <laughs> so the thing Rachel just said. And then, um, yeah, it shocks the fuck out of Becky. Well, she gets shocked either way. So. Yep. But, but what happens after that is Noah has his gun drawn on them both, and he shoves Claire down to do so. <laughs> and that is the kind of thing that makes a girl want to go join the circus. Yep. So, like, not great. And uh, eventually he lowers his weapon, and uh, they, they escape because Claire's like, the fuck? And uh, she's pretty cross. <laughs> she's not happy. Yeah, because that's what makes her extra cross, because, like, she sees yep. a cuffed Samuel... T- take the initiative to stop like Becky from killing her father. And then yet like HRG just can't resist drawing a gun still on them, you know? Yep. Fuck those people. Fuck those specials. They're not human. Which didn't we just have that shit with Jeremy? Weren't you just trying to be better? Honestly, honestly though, we're right back to fucking Stephen Canningville. Like, it's like, uh, it is a thing though, where it's like, if his daughter is involved, or Siler, yes. or both. All of his, like, yes. common sense and, like, <laughs> extra thought that should be put into things are just gone. Just drop kicked out the window. Yeah. Yep. He just goes into fight mode. He does. He only sees red. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you just, you really go out of your way to make it easy for the villains to tempt people, Claire, like, with Claire. Like, honestly. You're just, you prove, you prove them right, Noah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Back at the Burnt Toast Diner. Woo. Matt tells Siler exactly where his body is and exactly what happened. The whole Nathan shebang. (laughs) And he's like, I didn't know that you'd still be rattling in my head. I thought I, you know, never did it before. I thought that you'd be gone for good. Lynette comes over, grabs his plate. Siler asks for the check. And he's like, all right, Matt, who else is involved? I bet Mama Petroli was, because this is obviously we're dealing with Nathan. And he's like, yes, that and Bennett. And he's like, well, all right. Stands up. I guess I was off to see the wrong brother. I've got to go find Nathan to get my body back. And then I'm going to kill every single person who is even remotely involved with this whole bullshit. (laughs) And we see, because while Matt was telling Siler the deal, he was doodling on a napkin. And we see that. Siler wrote out, I have a gun and I'm going to kill everyone here <laughs> on the napkin he left <laughs> on the plate. So Lynette called the cops. And when Siler leaves the building, cops are all like, hands up, hands up. And Matt's all like, I did a lot of thinking. And guess what? I've decided I'm going to cross that line. Oh, boy. And Siler's like, you're not mad enough to take a life. And he's like, you're wrong. I'm going to take yours. And Siler's like, uh, you'll die with me, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Matt's... But he's getting kind of scared, you notice. He's kind of like, um... Yeah, he's like, uh... And Matt's like, yeah, I know. And he, like, mentally makes him look like he's reaching for something in his jacket and pulls his empty hand out and suicides by cop. He gets riddled with bullets. Siler falls. Matt looks triumphant for a moment and then fades away. What the fuck? (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I mean, Matt and Siler are dead now, I guess, right? Yeah, rip those guys, I suppose. Rip those guys, yeah. (laughs) What a way to come back from our month-long break Mm -hmm. with the death of two very important characters. Rip those dudes. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, man. (laughs) I love... I love when Matt finishes explaining everything to Siler, and his reaction is like that David Rose gif. He's just like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It is, though. It is. (laughs) It's like, well, that's just dumb. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is just bullshit. Yep. I hate all of you. Yep. That's where my fucking body is. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, the goodest of lovely. times. It really is. I love this little this little jaunt with these two. So we'll head back to the dorms with Clara and Noah and awkward. <laughs> He's like, sorry I push you. And she's like, you know, lucky I don't bruise easily. And they go back in the dorm, and Claire's looking at the empty, like, side of the room where Gretchen isn't there, and she's all sad about it, and I was like, listen, listen, sweetie, you're amazing, you deserve everything, the social life, education, the picket, white picket fence, all of it, that's all that I want for you. And Claire's like, you said it yourself, life isn't that simple. And Aww. she tells him goodnight, heads into her room, because girl has a lot to think about. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. <laughs> everything that just happened today. So, yeah. It's so tragic. It's like she does deserve everything. Is she going to get it? Probably not. No, probably not. Life sucks that way. Well, yeah. But you know what's so funny about this storyline, though? If you um, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's You have to look at this from a metaphorical angle, too. Claire Bennett is now a queer character on the show. Yes. And she is struggling to have all these things that during those years were much further out of reach than they are now for people. Mm-hmm. So I like that it has kind of a double meaning if you wish to look at it that way. Yes. Especially in season four, I feel like there's a lot of double meaning in oh, that totally. direction for several characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because it's like, yeah, it's like you deserve all these, like, you know, normal things, like these things that, you know, everyone gets, you know, in life if they if they want it, if they want to work for it. But it, it's like you have to think about when this took place and how difficult that would be, you know, if she wanted to, like, get married or something. Well, it depends on where she is, doesn't it? And, like, you know, all, all this all this stuff like that. And then you have, like, the Samuel thing where he's really pushing, like, a chosen family over her actual family narrative. And, like, yeah, it's it's just interesting to look at it from that angle, I think. Now that she's actually, you know, part of the LGBTQ, like, she's she's not straight. So mm-hmm. it's fun to be able to look at her story that way. Oh, yeah. I hope she can get happiness. <laughs> <laughs> We're rooting for you, Claire. We're rooting for you, Claire Bear. So back at the hospital... We see Emma, and she's playing the piano again, and the colors are floating around, and it's really cool. And Peter walks by, and he goes to wave bye, but then he, like, comes back in, and he sits with her, 
And she has a photo on the piano this time. And she explains that that's Christopher and he was her nephew. And he drowned. She was babysitting him, got distracted, you know, whatever. And she didn't hear him. So, yeah. Uh, she tried to revive him, but she couldn't. She was um, in uh, medical school at the time. She was, like, her second year of residency about to start. And so she she was like, yeah, no, she, she left. She couldn't save this person who was very important to her. And it gave her a whole crisis. And so she decided not to pursue it. And um, Peter has his bag and he opens it and he has, like, a tiara in it. And the little girl that they both saved, her name was Megan. And he's like, Megan wanted you to have that. It's only for very special people. <laughs> And you can tell Emma has a lot of guilt still about Christopher. But Peter's like, yeah, but you saved Megan. Like, you saved her. Like, you know, yeah, you're not going to save everyone. Like, that, that's that's true. But you have to focus on what you can do. And it's so fucking sad because it's like, poor Peter, you don't even know your fucking brother's dead and you couldn't save him. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know why you're saying these things. It's like, oh, my God, you don't realize how much this applies to you. Like, oh, my pain. And so he's like, you know, are you, you, gonna, you could, you know, are you going to go back to school, like be a doctor? Like, are you, are you going to do that? You could do that. And she asks him if he can see the colors right now. And he's like, no, I don't have that power anymore. And he's like, but we can still play if you like. And he puts the tiara on her and it's too cute for words. And they play the piano together. Yes. And it's perfect and wonderful and nothing will ever um, damage mm-hmm. it. So, Yeah. <laughs> This is like Peter's little happy interlude. He's going to need it. He's going to need it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nothing but hell coming that kid's way. He's going to need it. So then we have a bunch of little quick cuts, as Heroes likes to do to finish their episodes. And we see back in Texas, Matt's in an ambulance. And he's getting the paddles. And I don't know, man. He's not doing great. Mm -hmm. He took a lot of bullets in the chest. Where he's taken them before, because <laughs> he's like 50 cent, I guess. And so uh, we see Claire, and she's in bed, and she's like super sad. And we see Emma, and she's at home, and she's bringing her doctor's coat back out. Like, oh, maybe maybe she's going to do it. And we see like an actual scene of Samuel and Becky, and she apologizes, but he's like, no, nah, dude, I think the way it worked out is going to be pretty okay. I think we're going to get something out of this still. It's It's cool. And he's like, when I ask you to do this for me, I promise you revenge. And don't worry, you're gonna get it. And he's in, like, he's lit in, like, this red carnival lighting when he says it. It's such a villain thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the choice there. They're very on the nose about it. And then Lydia strolls up and she's like, um, guys, quick, quickly, though, um, problem? Uh, Siler's gone. He's gone. Not good. And so they have to deal with that now. And we see Noah... And he's got his little board of, like, clippings and stuff, his little, you know, project he's working on. And he's got the sinkhole story from the newspaper. And he wrote Samuel on it in big red letters. Like, oh, it's all it's all going to lead to him against Samuel. I don't think that's a good idea. But here we go. And then we see the opposite of that. Peter is taking his down again. He's taking all of his clippings down. Mm-hmm. Because he re- he's realizing that he's he's getting too caught up and he needs to take a step back. And suddenly there's a knock at the door. And so he goes over and it's it's Nate. It's Nathan. Uh, yeah, he's he's there and he's like, he hugs him. And he's like, I think I'm in trouble, Pete. 
And that's the end of the episode. To be continued. Oh, boy. We're barreling towards the truth, whether anybody wants it or not. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> Uh-oh, Skedios. <laughs> I don't I don't think you're in trouble, Nathan. I think everybody else yeah. is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You kind of already had your trouble, you know. Yeah, your existential trouble, I guess, is going to come for you. Yeah, but I think everyone's actual mortal trouble is going to trumpet. So, <laughs> yes. Oh boy. So, what'd you think of the it's episode? All coming together. That was pretty good. Um, I like I liked pretty much all the stuff in it. Um, I love the Siler and Matt stuff. I love when Siler's on a road trip because he gets so you know testy and fun. Yeah. But it was great seeing Matt tell him to sit the fuck down. <laughs> um, like. It's the thing I always say. I love when Siler wins. I somehow love even more when he loses. <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's all good. It's all gravy. Um, the Peter stuff is just, oh, I love him and Emma. They're my, my platonic duo of win forever. Um, yeah, the, the stuff with uh, Claire and Noah. Like, oh, man, poor Claire. She just goes through it all the time. Just all the fucking time. Poor girl. But it's clearly all moving towards something now. So, like, they're they're clearly setting up a lot of stuff in this episode all over the place. So, yep, yeah, it was good. Yeah, what'd you think? I of liked it? it. Good episode. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. A lot of fun stuff. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Like I said, just build like a lot of build up. Um, that's gonna lead to like the big things of the volume because we're we're getting there, man. So. Again, interesting what I forgot and what I remembered. Like, I remember the Siler and Matt of this whole freaking episode, but. <laughs> yeah. And I, probably a lot of the Becky stuff, too, but not all of it, but yeah. Yeah, I remembered, like, Peter and Emma. I remember her in the tiara, because that was really cute. Um, but I didn't remember them saving the girl together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember her, like, working on the person in the ER. And, like, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. It was fun going on her journey again. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, you know, we, we watched two episodes, so we're re- recording two episodes at the same time. So we've got that mm-hmm. foreknowledge of the next episode more firmly in our head than I know. we usually do. Yeah. I think we're I think we're doing pretty good, though, about not being, like, you know, saying shit from the other episodes. Oh, yes, yes, um, we are. We are. So good, good for mm-hmm. us. Good for us. Well done, us. <laughs> clap, clap. Yeah. Um, do you want to give them our socials, then? Wrap up this episode? I do suppose. Do you suppose I could do this thing? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Well, I mean, like I said, we were off for like a month, relatively speaking, if you skipped all of our um, American Horror Story episodes. But we're back now, baby. (laughs) Um, We're just, we're, we're barreling down into, you know, the end of the season. Like we really are. We're in like the mid mark, I think, of the season. Um, Like of the volume, you know? Yeah. So, big stuff going on. Uh, Big stuff's going to be happening really soon, and we're going to see a lot of it in the next episode. But for right now, um, if you would like to follow us on social media, we are at Eclipse Podcast on Twitter. Our personal handles are at that burb there is Rachel, and it's burb with a B like. We've done Becky. Bullets. I think. (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, no. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, there's got to be a better one. Hold on. Um, Burb with a B like. Burb with a B like. Baby powder! There you oh! go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That made me way too excited. Burb with a B like baby powder. Um, 
And I am at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. Rachel, are you tweeting? Nope. <laughs> Maybe soon. The Animal just, Crossing update is freaking coming my out head Friday. Over here. Maybe God. I'll post Animal Crossing something. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Um, oh god, am I though? I can't even be that mad. Am I? Am I? Am yeah, I? are you? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Just doing my 31 days of horror stuff. I'm not really talking about it because in my head I think I'm going to do a TikTok video of it. My first TikTok video ever that's me. Ooh. So. Ooh. I don't know. I might just say fuck it and not do it. But in my head, that's why I'm not talking about stuff on Twitter. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but also, like I said earlier to Rachel and everyone, and nobody cares, and that's fine. Um, Limp Bizkit has a new album out, and y'all should go listen to it because they're, they're great. They're good boys. So they're great good boys. Yeah. Do you know how rare it is to have a band from that era that didn't turn out to be awful people? It's pretty fucking rare. So <laughs> go listen to their to their music. Um, they're cool dudes. So fucking seriously, man. All the like things that are happening with the pop punk people now, it's a thing. And, and obviously, it's not surprising if you were paying attention back then. But ugh, mm-hmm. ugh, everyone's terrible. So yeah. Um, if you'd like to email us, we are um, equipspod at gmail dot com. But the best way to get a hold of us is always and forever going to be through our Discord server. And we will link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah, we I guess we have a question this week. Uh, who is the bigger boogeyman in the community of specials? And and don't just say Siler because he's an easy answer. Like, really fucking think about it. I think that it's a little closer than you would think between Noah Bennett and Siler. Yes. As, as, like, as like urban legend figures. Not necessarily as themselves. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, if you like what you hear, go ahead and, you know, we would love to, to have you, you know, give us a comment, a like, a review, subscribe, whatever, whatever. We're all over the place. We're on all kinds of different platforms now. Um, I think we're on ones I don't even know about. Probably. <laughs> like, 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 we're getting added to, like, different, like, random podcast things. It's like, all right. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, we are about to record another one. So, I mean, you're going to hear it a week from, from this one, but... We're, we're, we're still doing this, so we're going to keep at it. But for now, for you, we'll say goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, we finally find out what the hell Mohinder has been up to all this time. And it's not just being dead like we saw. Also, Peter and Nathan face a very harsh truth. Oh, man, this is going to be really hard to watch again. We'll see you then. <laughs>